you were listening to from Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul, episode 181. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. I am in addiction recovery. I am coming out of about a week of not feeling well. And I believe if I were to look back, and I will do that with you now, on the timeline of when I started to not feel great, it would have probably started to creep in about last Tuesday when I went to shoot the podcast and I just could not get my brain to come out of a fog. Um, I must have started and stopped it literally, I think, five times. I think it became a joke by the fifth time I was even telling you guys, all right, take five, here we go. So technically, this would be take six of episode 181. We are scrapping all of the other stuff. It will be lost in the ethers. Um, It was a hodgepodge, guys. It It would have taken me so long to edit that. And um, really, it started to kick in the sickness about Wednesday night. I don't know if it's the weather. Um, You know, I've had various people be like, oh, you had the COVID. Other people, you had the flu. And other people were like, you're going to die. And other people being like, stop being a wuss and get up and run 10 miles. So once again, I have come to the determination that self-care is up to you and you as an individual. And for me... um. Once I woke up Thursday morning feeling the way that I did, um, I just had to settle into the fact that I did not feel 100%. And at best, I, Thursday and Friday, I was pushing 20, 30%, you know, hot, cold flashes. And it was, it was tough. And one of the things that makes not feeling well really tough for me is that there's a lot of physical body anchors to what being sick feels like and what a hangover felt like. Um, The body aching, um, the intestines not doing well, the hot, cold flashes, those for sure, right? When you get the hot sweats and then you try to take the covers off and then immediately you're super cold and it just doesn't stop. And waking up in the middle of the night, like you just took a shower and jumped right into bed soaking wet, um, this is what hangovers felt like for me. This is what the detox process is like. So there was a lot of physical triggers happening over the last five days that was really interesting to work through. Uh, just being like, all right, calm down, breathe, <laughs> breathe. The anxiety would come in. Um, that that was a lot of anxiety, you know, just some part of me being like, wow, I am physically being triggered to remember my hangovers, which of course brings back all the thoughts of drinking and everything else. And five and a half years in, it's just very interesting and, and slightly exciting on the slightly exciting on the back end of it, not exciting during it. But to have gone through it and to been able to experience it in the way I talked to myself and the way I calmed myself down, brought myself back to a place of centeredness, and ultimately just was able to look in the mirror and say, you're sick. This happens. It's okay. Just lay down in bed and just give yourself permission to just be sick. And it might sound different, weird, 
I don't know what word to use there, but it just might sound odd for some of y'all to hear that I have to say these things to myself to literally give myself permission to be sick. Because I, I don't operate very well laying around in bed all day. Um, I comes to turn out, and I've been saying this now for years with people, like I don't sit on the couch in the middle of the day. Um, if, I'm, if I'm feeling tired, I don't lay down in bed and take naps. Um, I will literally fall asleep in my office chair. Um, one time, like I think earlier this month, I actually just grabbed my pillow and my blanket off my office, uh, off my little blue coaching chair. If you guys have ever watched my lives and stuff, you've seen me in. Um, and just laid down on the office floor and just took a quick 30-minute cat nap. Um, I'll do that, but I won't lay down in bed in the middle of the day. I won't sit on the couch in the middle of the day. All right, it's middle of the day. It's the working time. This isn't time to be sitting on the couch in the middle of a Tuesday. And these are just rules I had somehow programmed into myself, and I really wasn't sure where they were rooted in. Being sick like this over the last week has allowed my awareness around this to really expand. And at least I have come to the determination that these rules of mine, don't lay in bed in the middle of the day, don't sit on the couch in the middle of the day, were put in place when I got sober because I would spend a lot of my afternoons after I got out of the hotel job sitting on my couch, laying in my bed, and just getting drunk. And now that I've laid in the bed in the middle of the day and laid on the couch in the middle of the day and I've had those triggers reawoken, I'm like, that's where it stems from. And it was just very interesting for me to have the opportunity to dive into my unconscious mind in that way, to really figure out like, oh, I'm feeling extremely triggered right now. Like cravings are coming in and and, and these ideations of uh, drinking and it just my mind was just, again, just rolling through this movie. And like I've discussed with you all, of course, I play it to through to the credits and I see where that outcome would go. But it doesn't mean that in the moment, I'm still not experiencing all the physical, emotional, and mental triggers that are coming with that. And so just stopping myself and being like, what is it I'm experiencing right now? And like, where is this rooted? Was just extremely eye-opening and you know, now, again, on the other side of it, very fascinating to have experienced. I had to pause the microphone there because the coughing came back. So this may not be a very long episode because my voice um, isn't doing very well. And my throat tends to get extremely itchy when I try to talk too long. But what I will make sure that we cover today is this idea of giving yourself permission to blank. Um, I've got a couple of Voxer chats that go on. One is the, I call it the tribal founders. These are the ones who took NLP classes from me last year whenever I first launched the online um, portal, when I first launched the hub, when I first launched the tribe, the wise mind empowerment and recovery experience that I do out here is the coaching and the speaking and all that aspect of it, right? There's a whole world that exists beyond this podcast. And I've talked with you all many times on how you could become more involved with that. And all you have to do is just reach out to me via social media or any of the links that I've put into the show notes. Um, And with both of them, I started to talk about this idea of giving myself permission to be sick. And 
um, multiple members of the tribe just brought up how interesting that is of an idea that they had not previously thought of, this idea of giving your permi- yourself permission to be sick, giving yourself permission to rest, to have a day off, to be self-care, to lay on the couch in the middle of the afternoon and watch some HBO Max. All right, I blaze through Westworld. <laughs> I fully got up to Westworld in like five days. Um, and I don't normally binge shows like that. I also have, I mean, I have some, I just have rules upon rules that I have for myself. And I don't think that they hold me back. I, I actually think they're quite freeing. I, I don't binge watch a show 20 episodes in like five days. I just don't tend to do that because I get bored. And so I want to get up and I want to do other things. But when you're sick, you really can't get up and do much of anything. So next thing you know, you're, you know, 27 episodes into Westworld uh, without blinking an eye. Um, But, you know, giving yourself permission to blank, you know, is it giving yourself permission to go and exercise? Is it giving yourself permission to be tired? Giving yourself permission to take time out of your day to call up a friend or a loved one that you haven't spoken with in a while? And it can seem odd, perhaps, and I'm trying not to use judgmental words. It can seem whatever it seems to you. But I would like for you to start, if you haven't already begun, to wrap some self-awareness around where in your life are you not opening yourself up, allowing yourself to do something that you actually want to experience, that you want to be doing. That there's a part of you that's like, you know what? I would like to just be able to sit on the couch in the middle of the day and not feel guilty about it. I would like to go in the kitchen and make myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a bunch of chips and just eat it and not feel like uh, a dick to myself because I told myself I'd eat only broccoli and boiled chicken. Like, where in your life are you holding yourself back from expansion into just experiencing something without? the guilt, without the shame. We've talked a lot about guilt and shame lately, right? And of course, we know it's tied to our beliefs and our opinions and our values of ourselves and what we're trying to hold ourselves up to. A value of mine is that I'm hardworking, right? A hard worker wouldn't sit on the couch in the middle of the day. That's my belief system. It's Or maybe it's just an opinion because I'm not going to die on the hill on that one. Um, but what's important is that for me, What is it I can do to, quote unquote, earn the right to sit on the couch in the middle of the day? It's just my thing. I'm not going to make any apologies for it. And like I said, I've sort of figured out where that's rooted from. When I broke my leg and I sunk into alcoholism for the last six months of of my active using in that world, Um, It was a lot of laying in bed. It was a lot of sitting on couch and just getting smashed, smashed, smashed. And now here that I am sober, it's like, well, I don't want to sit on the couch in the middle of the day. I could go be getting steps. I could go work out. I could shoot a podcast. I could write up another lesson plan. I could put something in the hub. Like there's a million things that I find interesting. I I am constantly curious. So there's not a lack of things I can learn about. Right now, I'm diving deep into this idea of gaslighting. So you can Google that one, and you'll come up with a million topics, and you can kill it four hours just reading about that topic. Uh, plus, I'm taking the classes for the University of Alabama. So I don't have a lack to do things. I've got plenty of things, and I love them all. They fuel me. They spark me. So then it's extremely interesting that I actually have to give myself permission to just chill out. So where in your life... 
are you now ready to start giving yourself permission to do something? I don't know what that's going to be in your life, right? You might find yourself sitting on the couch a lot and you don't want to be sitting on the couch as much. So where do you need to give yourself permission to go try something else that you've actually been wanting to do? Where are you ready to go to the gym or where are you ready to go for some steps or where are you ready to go sit in the garage and, and paint on an easel or I don't know, go take a pottery class or a dancing class. Like addiction takes so much. I hesitate to use the word everything, but man, it comes pretty damn close to taking away everything that we find interesting in our lives. Whatever fueled us and made us happy as children and adolescents and teenagers, it just sucks it dry. Right? There's no more room for going for a walk and, and taking pictures of birds. There's no more room for just going to the mall and casually window shopping. Everything was around our using. It became our primary focus. So then when you get sober, there's this opportunity to invite these things back into your life. And there could be a hesitation there, right? Because you're like, well, I don't see how going and taking a pottery class is helping with my sobriety and recovery. I should be working my steps. I should be doing my four truths. I should be at the gym. I should be doing this, that, right? There's something else you're like, no, this is more powerful. This is what I need to be doing. And yet you're holding yourself back or you're, you're keeping something that you really have thought about wanting to do at bay. It's like you're keeping it at arm's length because you perhaps have yourself convinced it's not as important as these other things. Maybe I'm just speaking from my own point of view, but I do that a lot. No, I can't just take off the middle of the afternoon and go outside and throw the ball with the dog for the next two hours. I've got podcasts to work on and phone calls to make and and clients to coach. Like I've got things I need to be focused on. And then I run myself ragged, 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 ragged. And perhaps that's why I got sick, you know, because I was just day after day, week after week of five, six hours of sleep and just get up and hit the ground running and go, go, go. Because I have a lot of ambition. I have a lot of ideas that I want to get out there and I want to create. And I'm no doubt you have this fire in you as well. You may not have figured out where to focus it, where to point it at. You know, a lot of you will write to me and say, wow, you know, I love being sober. Now I've got this free time. What should I do with it? And one of the episodes coming up, we're going to go over um, some questions that you can begin to ask yourself to help you get more specific. Um, and I'll, let me, I'll dive into that in a moment. Let me finish this thought. So there might be, and not might, there are absolutely things that you feel like you want to get back into. And there might even be some cloud in your head on, well, is that what I should be doing? Or you might be so fresh into all of this that you can't even begin to see the forest through the trees and realize that there is a whole world of excitement out there that you've been keeping yourself from that's now available to you. And I would just strongly encourage for you to stop for a moment, take a breath and ask yourself, where can I give myself permission to go do this? Whatever that is to you, make that decision. Give yourself permission. Because like the people in the tribe brought up to me, they're like, I didn't see it as needing to give myself permission to rest or giving myself permission to be sick. But I've gotten a lot of feedback from people that 
when they get sick, they feel guilty for missing work or they feel guilty for not stepping up at home and being able to do the things they normally do. And it's like, we get sick. The body breaks down. It needs time to heal. It desires time to recover. We want to be able to allow that space for the body and the mind and the spirit to fill back up without racking ourselves with anxiety and guilt and shame and stress. Because that's not going to help the body heal. It'd be like trying to simultaneously heal from being poisoned while still drinking a little bit of poison every day. You want to get it out. That's what alcohol and drugs were. They were poison into our body. This is why once you step into this idea of sobriety and recovery, you can't go back to just having one a day, two a day. The bell's been rung. That's not a possibility. You're still putting the poison in your body. You don't want the poison in your body anymore. You want to release it. And it's going to take some time for the body to heal. And in that process of healing, it might crave. It might get triggered. In fact, the mind is going to be doing that specifically because it was programmed to do it for so many years. So when we get sober, we get into recovery, then all of a sudden the body gets sick. And a lot of the ways that the body will feel when it's just naturally sick is going to be the way that it felt when it was hungover, when it was going through detox. There's going to be a lot of triggers. There's going to be a lot of triggers. Now, what that experience is like for you, maybe you're like, dude, there's not that many triggers. Okay, that's your experience. So maybe I should have said, there was a hell of a lot of triggers for me. Because this is the really the first time I have been sick in years. Even last November when I had COVID that I had gotten in Arizona and then I had to drive all the way across the country to make it here when I was moving. Even then, like I didn't feel all that bad. I drove 12 hours a day. I managed that and didn't know I had COVID while I was doing it, but I certainly found out I had COVID once I got here. But I didn't feel nearly as bad as I felt these last five days. So we're going to finish this up. Give yourself permission. And you might think that it's a little wackadoodle that you have to actually give yourself permission to be sick. You don't, you're sick or you're sick. You're tired or you're tired. You're hungry or you're hungry. You're angry or you're angry. It is whatever that is. The permission comes in not guilting yourself, not shaming yourself, not beating yourself up over the fact that this is happening. It is what it is. This is where we're at. It's like when I got the DUI and I found myself in court. And even back then during my active using, I remember when I went to go start beating myself up about it, I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. It super sucks. I wish I hadn't gotten the DUI absolutely wished I had not put my 300 ZX into a tree. Quadruple, infinitely wish I had not injured, helped, basically injured my friend Amber. Wish through the moon that I would never have done any of those things. But it is what it is. She ultimately was fine. Her body healed. <laughs> Just so, to be clear what ended up happening there, she was wearing her seatbelt. And overall, I think that she would have been fine, except that my mom, when I was a kid, when she'd slam on the brakes, she had this habit of taking her right arm and swinging it over and, and like push, pushing it up against my chest. So as a kid, I wouldn't fly forward. 
because seatbelts weren't that popular in the early 80s. Um, and so as a natural reflex, whenever I slammed on my brakes and the car started to slide, um, I naturally swung my right arm um, over into her chest and like um, fractured one of her ribs. And so, I mean, literally the impact of my arm swinging over, in fact, it tore my uh, rotator cuff. It's still an injury I deal with today because of that whole thing. Uh, But she healed. um, I sort of healed. But it is whatever it was. And here I find myself in court dealing with the repercussions. And instead of beating myself up, I just thought, okay, the, the judge will do what the judge does. And I will move forward and take care of it after that. And it was a lot of punishment. And I did get it done. Um... It was just quite a journey. But even in that moment, I gave myself permission to just breathe and say, I, I, it is what it is. Beating myself up over what happened, you know, on, it was March 6th of 2006. Um, beating myself up over that is going to be doing me no good. I'm here now. What can I do to help amend this and move forward with the legality of it to help my friend Amber heal and to just be, it is what it is. Let's just not do it again. And so I tell you that story just because you're going to find a lot of times in your life for just giving yourself permission to just be in the moment. Whatever you did in the past is what you did in the past. You're here in this moment. What can you do to make amends for it now? What can you do to move forward so that you can begin to put this problem behind you by finding the solution opportunity in the moment and then moving forward on that plan? When it comes to my sickness, it was literally like my solution opportunity here is to just rest. Let's eat some chicken noodle soup. Let's drink a ton of water. Let's just lay in bed and let's just rest because I cannot speed my way through this process. And still, you know, coming up on basically a week of this, I'm still not feeling great, but I'm feeling well enough to get on the microphone and share this with you. Um. I think a minute ago I said I was going to finish up this episode with something, but I, my brain isn't isn't figuring it out. Um, one of the topics I will bring up to you uh, soon will be um, how to specifically talk to yourself and ask yourself some questions in order to f- gain clarity for what it is you really want, what it is you seek to achieve, what it is that you're seeking to heal from. This might have been what I mentioned. Again, I've got a lot of brain fog. Um, So we'll wrap it up on this. How can we use specificity in the questions we ask ourselves in order to give ourselves permission to do the things we want to be doing or to just be in the moment? (laughs) I didn't want to be sick, but I definitely wanted to heal. So how was I able to give myself permission to heal? And it's in the specificity of the questions, right? How specifically do I want to heal? How specifically am I going to rest? How specifically am I going to give myself permission and open up this space for my body to just be doing what it's doing? How specifically can I give it energy in order to accomplish this? When I came up with specific answers, how am I going to rest? Well, I'm going to lay here in bed. I'm going to drink tons of fluids. Fluids to the point where I'm just tired of drinking fluids right? I'm going to make sure that if I fall asleep while I'm watching TV, just be okay with falling asleep watching TV. How am I specifically going to give myself energy? Chicken noodle soup and peanut butter jelly sandwiches was my go-to. It was like that for like two days. It was just chicken noodle soup and 
peanut butter jelly sandwiches, a lot of peanut butter jelly sandwiches. It is a comfort food for me. So I would just make peanut butter jelly sandwiches. <laughs> Even as I say PB&J sandwiches, I'm like, man, you know what would be really delicious right now? Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, one time I put a little butter on each side of it and I toasted it in the skillet. Oh, so it was like a grilled cheese kind of peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, it was so delicious. Uh, and I had these little sweet potato chips, and I'd pour them in a little bowl, and I'd sit there and nibble on them. Oh, it was so yummy with soda water. Oh, it was like heaven. Oh, goodness. It, the little <laughs> I cannot tell you how excited I was to eat that as my meal each time I finally hit a point where the hunger was ready to make me eat. Because it was super weird. Like, I was hungry, but I didn't feel like eating. So I would just wait till my body was not only hungry, but also was like, we've got to eat now. And then I'd go eat a bunch of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> and they were so yummy. So where can you specifically answer these questions in your life? Right? It's like, okay, I, you know, when you say like, I don't want to be ruminating on my past relationship. I don't want to be thinking about alcohol. I don't want to be thinking about um, eating a bunch of sugary foods. Well, what do you want? Frame it in a way where you tell yourself what you want. Because when you tell yourself what you want, then it gives your mind something to aim you toward. When you say what you don't want, great, you've negated it, and we know what the mind does with negations. It doesn't know how to not want sugar. First, it has to negate it in your mind. See, see, it has to show you saying no to sugar. But if you haven't given it something else to turn toward, then it just shows you how to say no to sugar, but it doesn't know where to turn your focus. So what do you want? I do want to be eating chicken noodle soup and, and you know, peanut butter jelly sandwiches with chips. Um, you know, inadvertently lost almost six pounds over the last week just because I could not eat enough to keep up with the amount of energy my body really needed in order to fuel itself. So that was an inadvert. I didn't mean for that to happen, but I did the best I could with the amount of hunger I had. But I gave myself something to turn toward, right? So if I don't want to be, you know, getting up and sitting in front of my computer and working, well, what do I want? Well, I do want to be allowing my body the chance to rest and heal. And so sitting in front of the computer and trying to work when my brain couldn't focus wasn't the answer. So then I do want to be laying here in bed, enjoying a show that I have been trying to watch for quite some time in Westworld. Be specific. And if you're finding yourself saying, I don't want this or I don't want that, then what do you want? And if your answers begin to involve somebody else, remember that the best change, the best growth, the best self-care you can introduce into your life will be that which is able to be started by you and maintained and sustained by you. When you start to bring in someone else, when you start having answers that require, well, I need this to be done by them and I need that to be done by them, while we want to be able to rely on our circle, we want to be able to rely on those um, who've offered their assistance. Long term, when you go to make radical changes in your life, you're, you're going to want them to be self-initiated and then self-sustained and maintained. Now, obviously, when I'm sick, 
there are going to be some limitations. And I was very pleased with where my girlfriend was able to step up when I needed her to, to help make some food or to be able to help clean up some dishes afterward or just let me sleep and, and without being, you know, um, bothered throughout the day and just letting me rest. But when you start to look at a long-term strategy for the changes and growth you want in your life, self-initiated, sustained, and maintained are going to be extremely important. Because if you start putting the, the onus, the, the importance, the um, focus of somebody else being a part of your growth and change, there's going to be days when their life is going to need to be their primary focus. And if you don't have the ability to step into your change work without that other person sitting there next to you pushing you, then you're going to find yourself stagnate. And what happens if they have to step out altogether and just go focus on themselves for a while? Then what do you do? Right, it's like it's like during COVID, sports teams. Some of the coaches would get sick, but the games would still happen. Some of the players would get sick, but the rest of the team still took the field. Uh, very rarely did even the NFL let a team completely cancel a game because too many of their players were sick. They just would postpone it till the next week. I remember the Steelers played on a Wednesday. Football doesn't get played on a Wednesday, but they did it because they were like, "Nope, we still got to do this." No matter whether somebody else can be involved in it or not, can you be the one who who puts yourself out there to continue moving forward? In the short term, if you're feeling sick, if you're feeling tired, what can you do for yourself to be less sick and less tired? When we start looking at long-term goals of sobriety and maybe taking on a new job or new responsibilities or communicating more effectively, if part of your answer consistently is, well, this person needs to do that in order for me to do this, they might be able to keep up their other end of the bargain for a little while. But to expect them to bat a thousand would be like expecting you to bat a thousand. And we know perfection isn't possible, but progress is. So we'll leave it on that. Not only should you be giving yourself permission to do things, even if it's something as simple as just being sick and allowing yourself the time and space to heal. But you also want to be asking yourself, how specifically are you going to begin to do these things? How are you going to specifically heal, specifically rest, specifically communicate better, and then really get into it? Okay, well, what does that look like for you? What is it you really want? And when we get into some of these other powerful questions in one of the next episodes coming up in the future, and I start to really lay out the questions you can ask for yourself, um, I'm very much going to frame it around a way that I talk to a lot of you when you reach out to me via the social medias, because there is a very specific way that I create conversations with all of you to help you figure out what it is you can begin to do. Because I play a very small role in a very large goal. And that's what you want to be thinking about when you go to take on these challenges. Where can you now give yourself permission? Where can you be specific about the permission given and the action steps you'll take? And where can you be now shifting your attention from what you do want rather than what you don't want? All right, my friends, I think 30 minutes on the mic is way more than I thought I was going to be able to last. I only had to pause once to cough. So... As always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release, and flow. Every day is the best day of my life, your life, everybody's life, when we wake up sober. Shout out to Sunshine. Glow on. I will see you next week. Oh, 
before I let you go, teaching NLP at the end of October for 12 weeks. It's going to be amazing. I've already had a few of you call and a few of you actually sign up and get in. You are ready for this challenge. We're doing one-on-one coaching. I'm opening up some group coaching um, soon. So I'm looking for some of y'all who would like to join that. Very small groups of people. So we're opening up another group coaching class uh, because there's been a lot of call for that. And so if you are looking to become more involved in the topics we talk on the show, um, all of this material, whether you want to learn some of it so you can go off and do it in your own life or help others, uh, what is it? What is it you're looking to achieve? Reach out to me. I'll ask you some pretty powerful questions. We'll get specific and we'll see if I can't play a part in what it is you seek to do in your life. All right, my friends, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 